Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to the Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest-to-understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant Owen Taylor, a multiple award-winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest of ways. Hey, Clever Investors, and welcome back to another show. Today, I want to take you through what I consider the five most common mistakes that people make when they're looking for mortgages. Now, our mortgage market here in Australia is worth a massive $68 billion. And you don't have to look far to realise that us Aussies really do love real estate. We've got, at the moment roughly 10 million residential properties in Australia and they are worth a combined 8.4 trillion ish dollars. Now of those 10 million there's around about 6 million that have got some form of mortgage against these properties. I did a quick hunt around some phone calls and at the moment it seems that the average sort of variable rate, and we're going to see this moving around obviously over the next couple of weeks, it seems to be around that 5% mark. You should be able to get yourself a deal around about that mark depending on your situation. The other stats were the average mortgage repayments for owner-occupier properties is somewhere between $2,300, $2,500 per month. The average for two-year fixed rates, which kind of traditionally is the average term that people like to fix their their home loans for, seems to be around about the 5.5%, 5.57-ish percent. That's on owner-occupiers. Seems to be slightly higher than that, only just a little bit more for the uh, investment property market. Uh, we did look at, in a previous episode, uh, when you should be looking at fixing. So you might want to, if you are thinking, cast yourself back to that when we talk to uh, Chris Johnson about uh, when's a good time to fix. And it seems that all of the other uh, fixed term rates are around about the five-ish percent mark. Now, there are some exceptions to this. If you've got a really low low to value ratio on your property and it's an owner-occupied rather than investment property, you can still get some stuff lower than that. Don't expect that to hang around for too much longer. My little hunt around seemed to show that the average home loan rate for people applying for new home loans rather than uh, refinancing existing loans seems to be about $538,000. That's probably going to be a combination of how much the banks are actually lending these people, but also how much people quite sensibly want to borrow as well. So from the 2021 census, we learned that about a third of Australian homes are owned with a mortgage and just under a third are owned outright and about 30% are rented properties. So we have a lot of home loan products out there in the marketplace and Trying to find your ideal solution for what your needs are now and also into the future 
can be really quite overwhelming and when we think about the time pressure that you're often under to settle on a property, it can be quite overwhelming. Now, I always do say go and use a mortgage broker, but what mortgage broker do you use? So the last sort of stats that I've got is we've got over 12,000 mortgage brokers registered and licensed and accredited in Australia. So how do you actually pick your, your mortgage broker? It's a subject I'm going to go through in a, in a show in a couple of weeks' time. More than ever, it seems that every single lender is offering a significant borrower incentives. And just because it's a low rate doesn't mean it's going to be the best for you. What product should you actually be going for? And with so much happening, it's natural to feel really stressed and somewhat confused. In fact, when navigating the mortgage maze, so many Australians are still making errors that end up costing them money in the long term. So here's my top five things to look out for. Number one, Provide inadequate research. Jumping in at the last minute, not doing your research, not understanding what you're doing, often because of things get left till the last moment as well, or trying to do it all on your own. So what we want to do is make some savvy choices up front. Ideally, you're doing this in conjunction, I think, with uh, uh, an expert. And if you found someone that's fantastic at a bank directly, absolutely brilliant. Uh, obviously, I admit I'm very biased towards uh, brokers, but we know that there's good and there's bad in, in everything that we do in life. So make sure you give yourself time up front to actually go through what the options are. You don't have to decide on if you're going to be sort of you know, fixed or variable, but at least decide on what the lender is and um, what your goals are over that short period of time. Now, mistake number two that I see is not making a budget. So without a budget, how are you going to know if you are going to be able to stick it out with that particular mortgage? A budget's going to help you monitor your spending and determine what mortgage repayments you can actually service. Plus, that good budget can help you when it comes to actually applying for that home loan, for that mortgage, even when it's a, an investment mortgage. Banks favour borrowers who can clearly show that they can actually afford to have this debt long term. Mistake number three is people being unaware that you can actually get your loan pre-approved before you go and look for your properties. So a loan pre-approval or an approval in principle is generally going to last for about three to six months. Now, this provides the best assurance that you can have before you actually go hunting for a property, before you go and sign any paperwork. I've seen some terrible things that have happened over the years where people have gone to an auction, thought that they could actually borrow a certain amount and then haven't been able to. So this is again where I say steer away from trying to work out what your borrowing capacity is yourself. Those online bank bank calculators are, are really, they're, they're there as a marketing tool. They're not actually there um, for you to use uh, strictly. Again, get it all checked out by a mortgage professional, uh, whether it's straight through the bank or whether it's, you know, my ideal preference, the old mortgage broker. 
Mistake number four is relying on the intro rate or the low rate at the beginning of the loan, commonly called a honeymoon rate. Now, we've actually seen people get tripped up with this over the last couple of years because if you took out a mortgage about three years ago, two years ago, when we saw low rates and some really low fixed rates as well, I've got a lot of people that I've talked to lately who have got their fixed rates, their two-year, their three-year fixed rates that are starting to end soon and their mortgage repayments are going to go up from what interest rates were of maybe, you know, they fixed for two years and their interest rate is now about to revert to the, that particular lender's standard variable rate of 5%. So there's a big difference in monthly repayments. So... Big tip here is it's clever to make your mortgage repayments as if this honeymoon period doesn't actually exist and you're going to be really well prepared then and actually get yourself a little bit ahead of repayments if you start making things as if it's what the rate's going to be in the end. Mistake number five I see is paying for all the whistles and bells on a, on a loan that you don't actually really need. Now, this is something that goes back to that old barbecue talk that I've spoken to before where you, you sit down with a very well-meaning friend or that mad uncle and they start telling you about all the things that you should have in your home loan. You must have this. You've got to have that. You need an offset account with this and 25 different um, redraw facilities and da-da-da-da-da-da. Again, this goes back to actually talking to an industry professional and making sure that you've got something which fits your needs. And sometimes the simplest ones are actually the best deals for you. You don't have to have all of the features that your friends have necessarily got because you've probably got different income to them. You've probably got other different requirements as well. You don't need five credit cards to do with it. and You don't need your gold and your platinum things Talk to an industry professional, get them to actually run the numbers and, and look at what's benefiting you, not just today, but into the long term as well. What are those hidden fees and charges on things? So I hope this helped shed a little bit of light on some of the mistakes that people can make. Uh, preparation is always key before you start going to look for properties. And I'll see you again next week for another edition of The Clever Investor Podcast. You have been listening to the Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders. Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets. And Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au.